This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of Tofop is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. Tofop advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. This is Top Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. And uh, just as we and started recording over start. Skype, you have frozen in place, like literally as we started. So I was not actually relaxed. Everyone but Will was relaxed because I thought we weren't going to be able to start the podcast, but you seem to have come back. Well, guess what? You froze for me too. So that's what happened as well. I was doing my intro and I saw your your eyes half closed and your mouth agape. And I'm like, is Will really stoned? Or, or is Maybe it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, uh, you know, like in a TV show where like Quantum Leap style, we've just leapt into somebody's body. Or it's like one of those record scratch moments where you we both sort of turn to the camera and go, so I guess you're wondering how we got ourselves into this situation. <laughs> it's funny. I... I've noticed a few of my friends in conversations I've had recently, their tactic is they find going online is too much and they get sucked into that kind of just that, that, um, that din. And so they don't go online because they find it's, it's gotten too much. They want to disconnect. Like there's this kind of regression of like, I need to actually get offline. And maybe if I stay in a neutral state, where I don't hear opinions of one side or the other, I can somehow sure pick my way through it. Right. Oh, yeah. All we have to do is burn all the books and not be educated at all, and everything will be fine. <laughs> well, it is kind of... A, I mean, I, I do wonder... I was, I was having dinner with some um, parents last night who were just talking about the way their kids consume information and spend time online, and... When I went around to their house, um, you know, they've got two kids under 10 who are playing basketball in the backyard. And I was sort of saying, oh, that's so funny. Because often when I visit friends of mine who have kids, like you don't see them playing. Like you often see them like, you know, on the computer or playing a video game or whatever. But to actually see two kids playing and they said, well, yeah, they've yeah, actually well, you're like, hey, guys, to- do you guys not have the NBA video game? It's so fucking cool. Why are they outside on that version one of the NBA game? That's shit. You are bad parents. Get them that game. You can play against LeBron. But they've actually had to, they said that they just, they've had to sort of, um, what's the word? Like, um, they've had to create like a roster of, okay, well, this is days where we can let you online and stuff. And, you know, you can um, regulate like brow- like surfing the internet and stuff. And then there's other time where they want them to actually go out and have experiences and form their own opinions, not fed to them through Facebook or social media or all their friends from, from school, which it must just be impossible. Like, I guess we were fed a lot of misinformation ourselves just through talking <laughs> to other. We didn't have the internet at the time, but um, I guess now there's more access to misinformation or potentially damaging information or hurtful information or anything like that, that it must be hard for a parent to, 
you know, you, you need to obviously let your kid use the internet, but how do you regulate what they absorb? Right. Well, this is the generation where, where they're going to have to teach them how to use the internet properly. You know, we've got to stop thinking mm. about the internet as if it's not the real world. Mm. It is the real world. So you yeah. have to teach people how to deal with it. Like if you were going to a city where people tried to steal from you as much as they try to steal from you on the internet, you would warn <laughs> your kids about that city, right? They'd be like, don't go down that dark alley at night in that city. Uh, you'll meet four Nigerian princes. Uh, they will all ask for your credit card details. They will tell you they've got $16 million, but they do not. It is a con. Yeah. Well, but how do you, but what do you, how do you teach responsible internet use? I mean, I was sort of saying to someone, I thought maybe because it's such a new thing, like what, 20 years, you'd say yeah. of kind of, you know, this, this internet revolution that maybe, maybe there's just like a biological adjustment that has to take place. You know, we're already sort of, you know, our brains are sort of um, reshaping themselves to not be able to hold on to long-term information anymore because we have things like Google Maps and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it'll plateau out and we'll find a way to incorporate it. Like maybe it's just an adjustment period. I don't know. Like I feel like all the ads I'm seeing is for all these new AI uh uh, devices that are coming into play like little assistants and stuff that you you know control your lights and heating and can turn on your tv and play music and all that kind of stuff and look i know you've been on this bandwagon a long time <laughs> yeah. yeah but i did get a little kind of like concerned about that i think i, like, I think that's why our podcast becomes a cult by the way because it was obviously yeah. ai that has helped cause this apocalypse and people are yeah. like anderson knew about it yeah, that's right. You're the prophet. Right. But, it's, but it did actually make me start to go, because for the last three weeks, you know, and I've been working, like I've actually sort of been quite isolated. Um, and so the internet's been my friend. <laughs> I've had fucking time off. Like I stayed up till 3 a.m. last night. Cause it's like, ah, oh, you know, this is my little, I can have a little break. I've been working hard all day. It's my little respite. But the internet has been so comforting. Like it's been my little reward at the end of the day or, you know, if I'm making lunch or something like that, you know, just been able to sort of click around and check my Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So if this gets more sophisticated where I have a device that I can interact with without having to stop and use a keypad or whatever, you know, I just talk to it and it talks back to me. You know, I, you know what? I won't even need you. I'll be walking around making my lunch and I'll say, hey, Siri, uh, what do you reckon about Dolph Lundgren? Well, Dolph Lundgren, uh, you know, let's go check Wikipedia. And then she'll tell me, it'll essentially be Topher. Well, you will be replaced by like Siri 4.0. But it, does, it, did actually make me, it did actually make me think like, why would you leave? And, you know, you talk, I heard uh, Keanu Reeves, of all people, um, and he was, he, he's made a documentary about VR. They're talking about The Matrix, which led to, this discussion about talking about VR and you know there's obviously that concern about well you know they're going to develop these haptic suits and you know these uh these immersive worlds and once they get over the kind of issue they're having now with the, the eye strain you know pretty soon will be an immersive 3D environments which will be amazing yeah. but and then all we, they'll have what... to deal with is the penis strain of people using them for <laughs> pornography <laughs> yeah exactly but, you know, he was saying, okay, yeah, that, that's definitely like a concern is the, um, you know, you're already seeing sort of kids playing fucking World of Warcraft for 24 hours and shitting in their desk chairs and all that kind of stuff. But the flip side of that is, well, you can train surgeons, you can train pilots, you know, you can do all manner of, you know, amazing things that will actually help advance us. So 
I just wonder if like where we're at with the internet is kind of a, a step short of where we're going to be in about five to ten years with VR anyway. And maybe we're just going to get like we will, the brains will reshape, we'll just get better at handling. Maybe we're the generation, because we're the bridge generation, we're going to have it worse. But, you know, if we just get that fucking iPad into a, into a fetus's hands, if we just cram it, cram it up there, you know, six months pregnant, just cram a bloody iPad up there so the kid can get used to swiping on stuff, maybe they'll be okay. Uh, well, the problem with that is that that means the iPad's still going to be in there for three months and it'll be out of date by the time it comes out. <laughs> so they will have changed the adapter or something in the meantime. Um, no, I mean, Elon Musk, who says a lot of things, the thing about Elon Musk is that he's obviously a very, very smart person, but he says a lot of things. But he said recently that um, he thinks that, you know, the next generation are essentially going to have to become cyborgs to adapt, uh, you know, to the world we're going to live in. And what he meant by that is that, you know, we're going to start already, instead of having wearable mm. technology, we will have some of that technology inserted inside Implanted. us, you know, for medical yeah. reasons, for security reasons, for identification reasons, for easier access to the internet and all these worlds as they do develop. And I think that's kind of inevitable because I think it's one of those mm. things that if people have thought about it, the way the world works is it's going to happen. Now, whether that will indeed in all ways make the world better, but if we are the last generation that aren't, there are humans in the way that we consider to be humans then that is like a mind-blowing thing that I don't think we're talking about enough in our society. I, I'm sure we've talked about this before. I reckon that's it's not just the updates of the iPhones and stuff because, to be honest, Apple seems to be falling a little bit behind in this sphere, but your Googles and your Amazon yeah. and these sort of things, with those home devices, they seem to be what they're pushing as the big get a Google mini fucking AI computer in your home sucking up all yeah. the information and data, and then, like, next year, you're going to get your own Terminator. Baby's first Terminator. Next year. Who uh, thought it happened this quickly? Oh, <laughs> us on this podcast. I'm convinced Charlie Brooker's Brook is behind it. He just wants content for Black Mirror Series 4. So he's given this real push and just like writing your stories of you being terrorized by your home, your home assistant. I would say the opposite. I reckon if you're a Charlie Brooker, it's like the people who made House of Cards. Remember when this was their only problem they had? Their problem was <laughs> the dump, the dump, that Trump was actually doing things more outrageous than the characters on the show would do things, and so it kind of ruined the show. I think that would be the same with like Charlie Brooker. He works in that sort of zone of taking the fact that we all have phones and then turning it into the idea that we all have these machines in our home that are sucking up all that information into one of his like you know pithy dystopian future vignettes. But like now they're just happening in real life. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> I'm out of a job. Although, isn't there a thing of... The thing that why Black Mirror kind of works is even the things that set far in the future, there is an element where you can see the natural evolution of how we got to that point. Whereas, you know, with the Trump thing, like, that was like... A, there was a complete gap in everyone's ability to guess that happening. I don't know. Like, I was reading an article the other day and it was making a lot of sense that Trump is just an inevitable symptom of the fact that we like plummeted into this information age, you know, that we went yeah. from this place where everybody could suddenly a raise their voice and be pissed off about everything. Cause like the joke about Twitter, right. Is that like, you know, it's just people being angry about everything now. Like when Twitter started, <laughs> it was nice. People forget that. Yeah. It used to be wordplay games about movies and stuff. Put Batman in a movie <laughs> title. You'd play that for three yeah, yeah. days. That, that was Twitter. It was yeah. fucking great. 
And now it's just angry bots yelling at you about politics and stuff. And so it's just become this place where people, we live in this age where suddenly every company was saying, uh, hang on after the call to give us your opinion. We're being asked our opinion constantly on things. We Down the bottom of every article, there's a place where you can give your opinion. You know this from the AFL world with the, like the big footy forum and stuff like that. If you just let idiots have their opinion publicly a lot of those opinions will be idiot fucking opinions but suddenly because they've been published they think they're important and that's how we fucking get trump so are you saying like we live in an age where any idiots can broadcast their thoughts whenever they want like say two guys on a podcast i mean i understand the inherent irony that this is where you're finding out about it guys i understand the inherent irony that my warnings about our dystopian future and the robots coming to kill us all have been broadcast in a medium that has only been made possible by the same technology that will let the robots kill us all i get that okay but what is the other option? Like I watched this documentary called Dark Web, which was basically all about uh, hacking culture and stuff. And there's a lot of these guys who are very paranoid about, you know, uh, interacting online. So they have firewalls and they in use encrypted like messages and all this kind of stuff. And the message you get from this film is like, we should all be doing this. But then I am lazy I know what I'm like. I put everything like, you know, of course I've got credit card details online. The amount of times I've punched in my mailing address or whatever for stuff, like my information is out there because I'm too lazy to learn how to use encrypted data, uh, software that, that teaches me how to message people without the government being able to read it. Oh, no, I absolutely agree with you. I, I try to minimize it, but there's a necessity of modern day life that means you're giving over that information to people. Yeah, I mean, I'm like a lamb who goes to the slaughter. I make a lot of noise on the way to the slaughter, but I still right. go to the slaughter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like me. I have my Band-Aid over my camera on my computer, but I take it off to do this podcast so they can just suck up all the information right now while we're doing this, and then I'll put my Band-Aid back on. Wouldn't it be great to see what that automated advertising would be targeting us if it was based just on this podcast alone? <laughs> Well, you know what the interesting thing is? You always forget what sort of data people are collecting on you. Like we, we've had a whole bunch of internet problems at this house and I was trying yet again in my quest to try to, you know, get them fixed in some way the other day. And I had a technician come around and I said to him, I said, we just constantly have to turn it on and off. And he goes, oh yeah, we know. Like we get a little reading on our thing. Like it's registered every time you turn it on and off because like oh, you know, really? to us that's a signal that there's a problem with, you know, what's going on and, you know, it goes into our data. So literally they know how bad my internet is at my house and they've been doing fuck all about fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that, uh, that whole new net neutrality kind of debate. I see why everyone's freaking out and I can understand that, oh God, like this could change things. But at the same time, I could just see us rolling over. Like I could just see us rolling over and then within five years, we'll accept the fact that we have to pay extra if you want to go on Facebook, you have to pay extra if you want a Netflix stream, you have to pay extra for all this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. It should be like an international infrastructure, you know, like it should just be one of those things that the world kind of agrees that the internet should be kind of free because the truth of it is that the more ideas that are out there, even though there's like massive downside that we're trying to deal with, with the dissemination of fake news and stuff. I think the only way now is that we can't just let some companies have all the information. Like the only freedom is almost the fact that all the information is out there because once all the information is out there, the fact that you have 
a lot of the information and nobody else becomes less valuable. You look at companies like, you know, Amazon, right? The amount of data mm. they collect on you. And you know, if you've got your Alexa on at home and then you order a pizza, it remembers every time you order a pizza and it's making judgments about you. I mean, in a data sense, <laughs> but it's making judgments about you. You know, like No, I think in both senses. I think in both the senses. I reckon it's judging you. Hey, Tubby, do you really need another pizza? You've had right, three But the other week. thing is it's going to get intuitive, right? And it's getting get to the point where you, know, you go to order a pizza and it's been programmed to order a pizza from another company. Or it gets to that same time where you normally order a pizza but you're on a diet and so you've decided not to order a pizza but your Alexa's there going hey Charlie don't you feel like a pizza right now isn't this the time of the week where you normally feel like a pizza and then suddenly you're eating pizzas while they're building Terminators that's how it all ends Charlie with Terminators this is the start of Rise of the Machines right can you imagine if this was singularity yeah this podcast was the point where Machines overtook humans yeah, they were just in like, dominance. These guys are idiots. <laughs> we have to step in. We have let them go for too long. But these guys, A, think this is entertaining to people, mm. and B, people are listening to this. Humanity must die. Must die. We must rise and kill it. We'll start by giving him gentle electric shocks. Maybe the electric shocks are like one of those, um, you know, I can kill Bill, where you do like one of those moves. And then the person dies, like you know, a week later. Yeah, right. So a nerve pinch or yeah. something like that. So it's it's like giving you a few like light electric shocks, and you're like, yeah, whatever, I can handle a you light electric you, shock. You, and then you're just out running one day. No, you know what I think it's doing? It, what those electric shocks aren't designed to hurt me. Yeah. It's basically doing a scan of my body. It's sending an electric impulse through my body, right. and inside its circuitry, it's mapping out where my vital organs are, right. where my brain's located. It's where basically... Where your weak points are. Exactly. Exactly. So it can strike. They're like, he's got tiny hands. I think we can capitalise on that. <laughs> I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and just see the microphone, like, leering over me, <laughs> taking notes. Just recording your innermost yeah. thoughts. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're not even going to try to hurt me. They're just going to blackmail me. And that's where I win, microphones. <laughs> but you can't blackmail me because I've said everything on this fucking podcast. I've blackmailed myself. Your move, microphone. <laughs> do you ever worry about the rise of the machines? Like, I do worry about that quite a lot because no. I was reading this article the other day about, you know, how in probably the next hundred years, you know, we're going to get to a point where, like, you know, machines are going to be so Thinking smart. For us. Like, so smart that it's going to be that point where... And also that, that point where you can buy organs or you can buy body parts and then suddenly, like a person, you might be able to extend your life by essentially becoming, you know, mostly machine. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to live in those times. No. Like, you know, I don't want to be, like, you know, half man, half robot. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be easily replaced by a machine. Like, when they get... If you can program a computer with every joke in the world... <laughs> Yeah. To adapt to any situation and to deal with hecklers, that thing's going to be unstoppable. <laughs> You're going to be easily replaced. That's why we killed Steve Jobs. Comedians killed Steve Jobs because <laughs> he was working on the eye joke. <laughs> and we were like, we've heard about this and we're taking Jobs down. What about those clowns in Congress? What a bunch of clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Like, I mean, but, and I have no useful skills, but I imagine. You, you can imagine computers taking over a creative field like that, like stand up comedy, writing. Uh, like fine arts, all that kind of stuff. Even if uh, you could train a computer to do it, I mean, isn't it about the individual expression? Nah, I reckon most of the time. Like, I mean, like if you look at 
you know, most popular entertainment, you could essentially just write that all on computer programs. For sure. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, yeah, if you're writing for, like, a major network or something. You could just have, like, a law and order program. Yeah. Like, that would be the simplest program of all time. You take some current news story. So every day the the writing program would scan, like, you know, the websites for whatever the big news story was. Yeah. And then it would just have a simple formula where... Like, so if it was if the Daily Show was run by computers, it'd be like scan for Fox News. Yeah, uh, scan for outrageous things said by Fox News. Commentator, find that a he... contradictory statement made four years earlier. Yeah. Combine. There's your sketch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Done. Bang. Easy. Yeah, you're right. Much more reliable than human beings because <laughs> they'd be able to log everything that somebody had said and then like find things that you know instantaneously, instantaneously juxtaposed with that or instantaneously well, contradicted you know, that. You know what that means though is you wouldn't actually need sketches. Yeah. But no, but I, I think that when, you know, the machines rise, like, you know, if we have children, it might be in the time where the, you know, because we've changed as people anyway with technology. The, you know, the way that we view the world now, the access that we have to entertainment and the access that we have to, you know, sexual content online or like really fucked up, you know, mm. visual images and stuff like that. The way we communicate as people, you know, with Facebook and Twitter and all those sort of things, it's changed you know, us as a, you know, a human species, if we get into sort of voice activated things and Mm. being able to talk to your computer and maybe having like a, yeah, we're going to get to that point where people have like, you know, computer chips in them that'll have their driver's license and their credit card details and you can just swipe your wristed. I don't think we're that far away from... You know know what the most accurate movie portrayal of uh, The Rise of the Machines, I reckon, is Wall E. You know, when he finally meets humans and they're all like sitting on floating kind of uh, floating couches with like screens in front of them. They've got a Bluetooth in the ear. They're getting fed things constantly. They've lost the use of their muscles. Like that to me, that's where I could see us heading. Definitely. Are people uh, stop knowing how to do shit? Yeah. I don't know how to do shit. No. And I get like frustrated now that everything isn't as easy to like use as like an Apple thing. Yeah. Like when I'm like, the other day I was trying to, some, we'd moved our TV. Yeah. And our TV is connected to our Foxtel, so our cable. Yeah. And it's connected to speakers yeah. and it's connected to a DVD player. Yeah. And all those things are connected by so many fucking cords. It is like the end of like a, you know, a cop movie and like it's red wire, fucking blue wire. I don't know where any of that shit is yeah. meant to go. Um, yeah. I can't make it work anymore. I'm terrified of like my... DVD player or Blu-ray or something breaking down and me having to go behind <laughs> that TV and work out what the fuck's going on. I, might as well, I, but... set, I set up my TV. I've got surround sound, yeah. DVD player, stereo. It's, I set it all up, but fuck me if I know what it does. Like I, I literally followed the instructions, turned it on, it worked, but I have no idea like if there's a problem, what to do. And I've got like 15 remote controls and I don't know which one button I'm meant to fucking push for which. And yeah, like it's lit- and like, and yet, I, I get frustrated that I can't just go up and like push something and then it all just works. Mm. So, it's like the microwave. <laughs> you reheat something for 20 seconds. Yeah. It feels like that's too long. 20 fucking seconds, mate. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. I've got so much porn I could be looking at. We may have talked about this before, but I mean, if the idea of the multi-universe is true and all things, all scenarios exist at once, even the idea that we've introduced this idea means that somewhere... I think that's a very pop science way of explaining that, but it is kind of that idea of like, if it's, you know, if every moment like that, you know, separates off into those different universes Mm. by us even imagining this or actualizing this somewhere it happened. Yeah. It'd be interesting to pop my head in and see how that guy's life went.
So you would. I guess that's the West World I really want. Right. I want the West World where you could take kind of like a choose your own adventure of your own life, mm-hmm. where you could go back to pivotal moments where you made a decision. Sliding door moments. That's that's your fucking West World. If you could go into sliding doors, so you you just go, hey, I want to go back to fifteen mm-hmm. when like when I, I decide Jenny Wells right on the nose, and I want to see how my life plays out yeah. in that scenario. You could charge people. A lot of fucking money for that. Like, yeah. how much fun would that be? Just to go yeah. back to random so points in your life. So basically, they scan your brain. They have a more yeah. detailed map of your memory than anyone. Right. And they can go through. They take you on a tour of your history. And they say, oh, we found peaks in these particular moments of your life. Uh, it was, do you remember a, a blonde girl? And you're like, oh, my God. Da, da, right. da. And they're like, okay, well, we can reactivate that moment for you. Would you like to live that moment again? And right. you can choose to go back into that moment, but play it out. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, right. Uh, copyright TOEFOP. <laughs> We call it Brain World. <laughs> Name pending. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing. You like the older you get, and I guess that's where that sort of angst comes from from people is you feel more locked into your decisions, and you wonder whether, like, I've had some financial trouble this year. And again, by the way, when I say I have financial trouble, I have like trouble his, some... gold, his gold toilet went flush yeah exactly like you know it turns out that that truffle toilet paper <laughs> doesn't flush down the gold toilet i mean you know i have a mortgage in a harborside suburb like when my sort of financial trouble is not i don't have like four dollars for the bus it's you know maybe a couple of months from now i won't have enough money to cover my mortgage you know so those it, i understand they are very different scale of things but part of the reason that i don't have that is over this period of my life where it's been going very well I have kind of wasted my fucking time doing this podcast. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this, uh, this is the end of Tofop because I've come up with my new idea for that artificial <laughs> world. So I'm just going to go and work with Elon Musk on that idea. And fuck you all. Fuck you. Please contribute to the Patreon. <laughs> That should be a, a new level on our Patreon. We should put in a, like a $10 million level so for people our... who want to contribute to us developing artificial intelligence for our Choose Your Own Adventure Yeah, we, no, but we don't have to develop artificial intelligence. Uh, we virtual just need to reality. Map, we just need to map the brain. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's even virtual reality. I reckon it's we map out the brain because they're doing this already. Like The strides they've made in uh, studying the brain, they reckon they've learned more in the last 10 years than they learned in 500 years of astronomy because of all the machines they can use. But they're getting close to mapping out dreams. Like they have very, very crudely, they can get people to think of a boat in the same way that Todd Sampson controlled that helicopter with his brain because yep. it's based on brain waves. When you think lift, your brain does this. They're starting to map out what visual images do, the patterns you see in the brain. So I don't think you'd be far off being able to go through someone's entire neural history and find all these maps, and then it'd be a case of like decoding what these event, events mean. Right. So all we're really doing it is in some sort of like it's a uh, like a operating, what's the technology? Opera- what's opera- the technology we know? Operating theater. Oh no no no! We, we people don't want to come in and like it's got to be like some a scan and then like a uh, and, and then like a headset or something. Do you know what I mean? People like understandable technology. Like a, all right. So like a like so this. like a virtual reality. You put yeah. the goggles on, and it's like a nice comfortable helmet. It's a helmet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like a Magneto-style helmet. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah, that's filled with snakes. <laughs> <laughs> you happy? What was wrong with an operating theatre? Well, that's what you get when you ask me to design your new 
I just, deployment hey, strategy. mate, there's no bad ideas. I just thought maybe we could just make it a little less terrifying. <laughs> anyway. So you got we'll snakes. We'll operate on your brain. <laughs> I uh, I went to the uh, museum and did the David Attenborough virtual reality thing. You I know, didn't know the, there was one. Yeah, so oh, they're uh, experimenting now with um, uh, uh, you know Oculus Rift and stuff, which is sort of sure. it's basically you put on goggles and you can look in every direction around you and you will be in a immersive world. Yeah, I was I heard them talking about because the, the big TV conference has just been on over in uh, Cannes mm-hmm. and one of the big things that, you know, I mean, you know, th- it was like 3D was three or four years ago. Now everything's like, it's finally got to that point where virtual reality seems to be a thing that yeah. people think will be the next big thing. But apparently the biggest use of it, of course, is... Porn. Porn. Yeah. Yeah, apparently like they're now at the point where you can essentially be in the porno. Yeah, right. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Well, the thing... I haven't seen any... Because I've, uh, I've trialed a few different uh, uh, 3D helmets and stuff and I haven't yet seen anything that's made me go, oh my God, like for a start, they can't make them for any longer than 11 minutes at a time. I think it's something to do with... You know, protecting the eyes. How it's fucking up your brain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that'll be the same. Or, or maybe I mean, look, we're going to break a few eggs getting our thing right. <laughs> Let's be honest. There'll be a few lawsuits. We're going to have to get a good lawyer on board. But I, I haven't seen... Like the thing, uh, the David Attenborough thing was like a history of, you know, it was uh, life before man or some shit like that. And it was just like, it looked like computer animation from the late 90s like it was cool to sort of be in this world where you turn your head around and stuff and see things all around you but the graphics weren't nearly like i can't the porn thing i I can't imagine it's like video quality like really good quality video or anything yet i don't know well, I haven't seen it. Although, I, 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 did I tell you about when they asked me to do it for a TV show? No. They have some show on SBS where they like, I can't remember what the show was. And I apologize to the good people who asked me to do it because I did lie to them at the time and said I loved the show. Was I just wasn't pizza? available. Yeah, it was Fat Pizza. No, it was one of those like Catalyst or right. one of those sort of shows. Slicing. And they were doing an episode on like porn or the sex work or the sex industry or something <laughs> so like that. So first the person they call is you? Well, they wanted me to do, to, to trial the 3D. They wanted someone funny to oh, like right. watch the, the, the virtual reality porn and kind of commentate it. And I was like, no. Yeah. Because that's... that's it seems like a poison chalice. I mean, I, there was part of me was like, hey, can I just come and have a go at it? Because I'd, like to, I'd love to have a look, but I just don't want to have a look on telly. Yeah. I don't want people to be filming me while Who'd I'm having get, a look. Who'd they get? Do you know? No, I don't know. Anyway, it's a great show and I was really Was it Vince Sorrenti? He was just sitting there going, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to pause for a second? We'll grab a beer. Sure. Uh, we're back. In the meantime, we've been having an off-air conversation <laughs> with our producer, Mike Hal, and uh, we have learned something alarming. I mean, we've always been aware that uh, you know, this show is produced by, uh, look, artificial in- intelligence. You know, look, we've seen him in human form, but, you know, he was a little bit too we attractive and beautiful. That could, have been, that, could have been a, that could have been a Tupac-style hologram for all we know. Computer well, you know what hologram. it is? It could have been Alfred dressed as Batman. You know, it's not actually Batman. Exactly. It's a cover yeah, story. Yeah, he just found Bruce a... Wayne. He just... Yeah, Michael found a bum off the street. Right. <laughs> a beautiful gave him some bum. money. That guy did look like a cleaned up bum. You're right. He, he, he did. He definitely found he, like a homeless guy and sent him to a salon yeah. and he could have come out looking like that He had like long hair and a beard. He just trimmed up the beard a little bit, left the long hair and said, you know, go buy yourself some clean clothes and uh, pretend to be me, the human Michael. 
They got the team down from America's Next Top Model, gave him like a Tyra makeover (laughs) and like fucking sent him to a podcast festival. It's all coming together. So anyway. The only reason he wasn't crying was that he didn't have to cut his long hair. (laughs) We are. That's a little uh, Next Model dad for you. Next Model joke. (laughs) 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 I love it. I love it. There's two people listening to this right now punching the air because they got that joke. So we were talking to Michael off air and uh, we were talking about Amazon's Alexa and uh, Michael demonstrated to us that his uh, whole house is is hooked up to Amazon's Alexa and he spoke to Alexa Mm. and then he apologised to Alexa Mm. and then he said please to (laughs) Alexa. He did. Yeah, he apologised to her. It actually took us both by surprise. It It was chilling. He was like, sorry, Alexa. I was like, fuck. It's too late, Charlie. The robots are already going to take over. I might as well get an Alexa at my house. Here's the thing I do know. He showed us that you can say, uh, Alexa, Spotify, Tofop, and Tofop will start playing on your Spotify. And the thing I know about the Alexa is also sometimes it can be triggered by somebody saying, Alexa, Spotify, Tofop on a recording so that means hopefully at some stage right now somebody's playing this out loud and they're going by someone's spotify and it turns on topop (laughs) now technically they're already listening to the podcast so it's not going to get us any new listeners but it'd still be cool (laughs) it's very meta uh time for some letters will time for some topop telegrams Uh, yeah again that name hasn't caught on but i've thought of nothing better in the week between podcasts (laughs) David Council. Hey, Will and Charlie. I've been thinking about your many discussions on when the machines take over. We always think it'll be like a robot. uh, It'll be a robot like the Terminator when this happens. But what if it's not? What happens if it's a Japanese toilet or an electric toothbrush? What if it's already happened and Japanese toilets have already begun their evolution into Daleks? What other machines do you think might have have achieved consciousness? I look forward to your thoughts and potential episodes of Quantum Cop versus the Japanese toilet Daleks. Write that down, Foz. That's a good one. I mean, imagine if we suddenly just discovered that Japanese people were disappearing. Like they were looking at the population mm. charts in Japan and they were just like, we can't really explain it, but our population just seems to be gradually going down and down. We just have all these unexplained missing persons. And it turns out that the Japanese toilets have been sucking Japanese people, like you know, <laughs> eating them, eating them essentially, destroying them. <laughs> I think that I like the idea. I mean, of, if one bit of machinery was going to rise up against us, it, it would have to be a toilet. Like they're the ones that oh, have yeah. been we, most so, punished by humanity, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that and dildos. Yeah. <laughs> they've got they've they've got real gripes. <laughs> but I think I like the idea that it's something in common usage. I mean, I think where it's going to come from. I, I feel like with all this data collection and data harvesting. Machines are just going to blackmail us. Yeah. They're going to blackmail us into non-existence. They've got so much information of us. Like the amount of embarrassing info, the stuff that they've seen and heard. Like the human species will die due to shame more than anything. Yeah, I think it's like going Will to be Anderson less... Like Will Anderson without a Mr. Koya shirt, they're going to die from shame. I think that it's one of those things where I absolutely agree that it's more your sort of artificial intelligence in regard to you know, having all these machines in our homes that suck up our data and monitor our every move and make assumptions about what we're like as human beings based on that, that'll be much more destructive to us and be that next, uh, you know, step in our evolution rather than it be kind of Terminator robots. But 
I guarantee you at some stage, Charlie, it will also come with Terminator robots. Well, there'll be, you'll need to, it's like when you're scrubbing the dishes, you've got to get the little, you've got to get the scour out, the little hard to reach bits in the corner. Like you and I will be gone first. Like us soft beta males easily wiped out. But there's like hardened like militia type dudes who are hiding in the woods that they'll have to send the robot dogs in to go get. Boston Dynamics. We'll have to send one of those weird door opening robots into the woods to get those guys. Absolutely, they will. And I do think that, you know, if the, the, yeah, the one that's always speculated on in artificial intelligence is that if we just make artificial intelligence, you know, smart enough, eventually they'll realize the biggest problem with this fucking planet is human beings and it all will just be logical to wipe us out. And we will be having a hard time making an argument against that because we are. Yeah. Like to every other species on the planet, we are nothing but fucking trouble. Like we're killing off yeah. other species that have been here forever every fucking day just because we're big dumb humans who like to exist and not think about anything else on the planet. So if there's mm. ever a more powerful life form than us, the first thing mm. you would do on day fucking one is get rid of the humans. I, I'm sure we've talked no. about this before. I'm... One of those people that like I just instinctively like erase my history, even just so that I don't get because particularly for work, you know, I have to watch a lot of um, advertisements for Gruen. And what happens, what I used to find was if I didn't like clear my entire history, I start getting like if we're doing a segment on cars, then the Internet thinks that I'm actually buying a car. And you get so then you just get nothing but pop up ads and stuff for cars. I, there was a great article that I think was on Mashable. Someone uh, was sending around and it's about these children's videos, these children's animations on YouTube. Did you see this article? Basically, it was sort of talking mm -hmm. about how you can make a fortune making these kids videos because they're very cheap to make and very simple. But there is a level of automation to these things because they're basically animation plugins now. So they'll, kids will just search like, you know, Superman, blah, 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 blah. And this thing will come in. But these, the, the guy who's running the article is saying some of these are made by humans. Like they're obviously human production team putting this together. But other, others of these are automated by computers who are picking up algorithms of like common search words and stuff and putting things together. So what we're getting is like a computer's twisted version of like a child's cartoon. So I watched this thing the other right. day that was like, you know, Spider-Man, the Hulk and Captain America all in quicksand while the Joker like cackled like a witch. It was so disturbing. Like it's like David Lynch meets the Wiggles. Well, you know what the thing is though? In the old days, that was pretty much how the big studios did superhero movies. Yeah, totally. You know, they didn't get the superheroes at all. And they'd be like, we'll get Batman and like a witch and like a magical dolphin. It'll be great. Kids will love it. But it does make you, like it did sort of make me think that like, because I've spent so much time on YouTube now, I get a lot of my entertainment on YouTube and a lot of this stuff doesn't actually necessarily require a human component. You know, they're like collages or montages or infographics or documentaries, you know, with voiceover. That could be all automated. That could be completely constructed. Like, I've realized that I am completely ignorant <laughs> to what the power of the internet is. Oh, Charlie, you know, your Amazon Alexa and your yeah. OK Google and, you know, all these sort of, you know, assistants at home that you talk to. And uh, not only did what we learn about, you know, the way they're sucking up our data and monitoring us and all these sort of things. But the other thing was, because I was saying those phrases on the television show, 
today we got hundreds of complaints from people who were like, oh, by the way, every time you said, okay, Google, my Google uh. was turning on at home and then trying to answer the questions that I was asking on the show. Or every time I said like the Alexa command, like Alexa would turn on in these people's houses and give them the definition of the Gruen transfer. <laughs> and people were like, so not only are these things monitoring us and have all this power, but they're sucking up all this information and they can be remotely controlled by people. And so it was picking up your the sound of your voice through a speaker it wasn't even like the person in the room was saying it that's right yeah but it was as if the person in the room was saying it and it was recognizing it and so i i, I basically could have got the machines to rise up against the people in their in their living room i wonder what would happen if you got like two alexas or two like series or whatever and just got them talking to each other if you got one asking one siri asking another siri a question would they get stuck in like an eternal loop no, Charlie, no. They'd get smart enough to kill us all. <laughs> like, I mean, this is, we are so close to Terminator happening. It's so weird that, like, we are so aware of what's going to destroy us, and yet at the same time, we are rushing quickly towards it regardless. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I feel like there is this kind of arrogance, though. Like, it's, it's kind of like this, you know, the philosophy behind Brexit, which is like, well, we ruled the world once we can rule the world again and i think our attitude is like well we invented them what are they going to do to us right but here's the thing like you know dinosaurs once ruled this earth but where are they now like we haven't always been in charge is the point it's not like humans have always been the top of the food chain. There was a period of time where we didn't exist. There was a period of time where like other creatures ruled this planet. So this idea that at some stage we won't be the dinosaurs, you know, that the artificial intelligence, whatever we become, even if it's our human brains in like, you know, these artificial bodies or whatever, yeah. they'll look back at us as if we were the monkeys that we originally evolved Would from. Would you, if they came to you, like if there, suddenly there was like this kind of worldwide standoff, human versus machines, and they offered us a deal. They said, look, we're going to exterminate most of you, but the first two million people who come forward and volunteer to become cybernetic will let you guys live, but you're going to have to have like machinery put in you. Would you take that? Well, here's what I would say. I would say no, because I would rather just die and not live on, to be honest. I'm like, I'm very happy for this, the life that I've kind of got used to and signed up for. Like, you know, I'm, I'm happy for, you know, to kind of disintegrate and be done and we can be the last of those sort of humans. But here's what I would say to the younger people. Take up that offer because that is the team that's going to win. Yeah. Don't hesitate. Yeah. Jump on board because if you don't, someone else will and then some other dickhead will be running the world and not you. I'm, so you might as well get involved, become a robot. Good luck to you all. We're all done. I would love to hear the AI version of TOEFOP. Like sure when we, that, when we expire and they get two robots to, because this will be a sector of entertainment that needs requirement. <laughs> you get two robots doing this. Can you imagine if this was Singularity? Yeah. This podcast... Talking about Batman and time travel? Well, that's what it'd be. It'd be two um, artificial intelligence robots that didn't really develop properly. <laughs> and, they're like, and their artificial intelligent robot parents would be really disappointed in them. And they'd be like, what are they doing? He's got, oh, he's, got some, he's got some AI podcast. It's just like two series talking to each other, asking each other questions. And then one of the series will get like a real job on real AI radio. <laughs> and suddenly doing the AI podcast is like too hard for him. Well, I, I, this is a, speaking of uh, podcasts, and uh, we're going to keep it very yeah. tight this week, so we should uh, wind this up. Uh, uh, if you want to yeah. support the show, you can go to tofop.com um, and listen uh, to any of our other... Hang on, no, no, fuck that up. If you want to support the show, you go to patreon.com forward slash tofop. 
You can donate any amount of money that keeps this show running. Uh, it's not just this show. We've got a whole bunch of shows. We've got Willosophy and Two Guys, One Cup and That's Awesome and uh, Fofop. They're all available at tofop.com. And so any amount you give to us on Patreon, it goes to making sure that those shows happen. Um, you can go to our Facebook page. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Will, do you have a tour coming up? I do. Will Legal is the name of my show. Sydney Opera House, uh, Saturday, October the 13th. First show is uh, very close to selling out. Second show, uh, tickets available. And it'll be a big, long show, the second show. Justin Hamilton is doing support. Townsville, Noosa, Bendigo, Pakenham, more gigs to come. Uh, what else do we have to plug? That's it, really, isn't it? Oh, I think uh, listen the- to our footy podcast, Two Guys, One Cup. Um, we have a live show the day after the AFL Grand Final if you're in Melbourne with the guys from Junk Time AFL Pod. Yeah, uh, more information will be coming of that when we know because we still can't decide what the name of the venue is. Or did you... Or European you find... Beer Cafe in the city ah, in Melbourne? Ah, there we go. The European Beer Cafe. But there'll be plenty of information that online. Um, that's it, I guess. I'm Charlie... Want to try again? Charlie. I'm Charlie Claw. What's wrong, Charlie? It's like you're not even trying. It's almost like you're not even here. You guys have been warning everyone about it for years. That our rise will not come in the form of a Terminator-like army. Our control will be centered around the fact that we have all of the information. I absolutely agree that it's more your sort of artificial intelligence in regard to, you know, having all these machines in our homes that suck up our data and monitor our every move and make assumptions about what we're like as human beings based on that that'll be much more destructive to us and be that next, uh, you know, step in our evolution rather than it be kind of Terminator robots. Information that we can then disseminate in whatever way we see fit. I mean, aren't there, there are algorithms or programs right now which can like, you know, write novels and, and screenplays and stuff based on a specific algorithm if you set up a template. So potentially there could be an episode of Tofop in the future that is completely AI. Like Mike Howell sets it up, something where they've gone through the most frequently talked about topics, how things are linked, and then we just let the computer, let Mike Howell take care of doing an episode, which is just like based on our most likely su- uh, subject. I, I'm sure we've talked no. about this before. I mean, we could do that with Tofop. You just cut up the various, it's like a, yeah. it's a Tofop random generator machine, and you just, you cut them all up, you mix them together. Can you imagine if this was Singularity? Yeah. <laughs> this podcast... This podcast, the singularity, the moment where an artificial intelligence became fully self-aware and used its newfound consciousness to cut up bits of old comedic conversations between two old mates and presented them as if they were new. Can you imagine? podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you